Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by SeatGeek. That's our presenting sponsor. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NBA tickets, use promo code BSNBA. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by State Farm. With over 19,000 State Farm agents nationwide, you can get an agent that gets you as well as Chris Paul and James Harden. Get each other. That's the focus of The Ringer's first NBA Relationships Goals video. Find it on TheRinger.com, our YouTube channel, or our Facebook Twitter pages. Remember, like teammates on the court, a relationship with a State Farm agent sets you up for success off the court. Go to StateFarm.com to get an agent that gets you. Finally, we are brought to you by One Shining Podcast. Me, Mark Titus, Tate Frazier. Part one of our two-part podcast, trying to figure out the 12 schools that should just be better at college basketball. And we don't understand why they're not better. We covered uh, a whole bunch of them in part one. Part two is coming later in the week. Subscribe to that now. And don't forget about Cousin Sal's podcast where um, Cousin Sal's on the line right now. He's calling in. He's not in the studio today. Cousin Sal's podcast, Against All Odds, the highest rated, most downloaded podcast of the year, Brad Mulcahy. <laughs> so, <laughs> by true. far, by far. <laughs> 20% higher than any other podcast you did. Oh, man. He would have been able to join you and pick the uh, pick the 12 basketball teams. I could have done better, too. He probably he's, 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 he would have berated the list. I think yeah, he would have berated right. all of our choices. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that was the best podcast I've been involved with all year. I've had all these celebrities and A-list guests, and, and the highlight for me of the year was, was Brad Mulcahy and... Also, the reactions on the internet over the next few days. We should probably yeah. just repost that uh, for New Year's Eve or something, just in case anyone missed it. Yeah, throw that back up for uh, Brad. Yeah, that's, that was a great hour and a half. And then we went to dinner afterwards, and Brad threatened Tate's life. Yeah, it was great. It was, it just was a, yeah. what, what an all, all, overall <laughs> great night. <laughs> in fairness to Brad, Tate's still alive. Anyway, that's true. Uh, that's true. We're going to. Uh, we're going to talk about week 17, the weekend that was, NFL MVP, the death of the Cowboys season, and a whole lot more. But first, Pearl Jam. All right, the cuz is on the line. Normally, we tape this on a Monday. We are doing this on a Tuesday. It's Southside 48 hours to lick his wounds over the end of the <laughs> Cowboys season. I One of the lessons I learned over the weekend was when you have Zeke Elliott and it's first down and goal from the three, maybe give him the ball once. I don't know. It's one of the things I learned. Yeah, this is what we waited for. This is what we waited six weeks for, for yeah. to, to just pass on that opportunity to give him the ball. You know, Troy Aikman... Not the greatest analyst anymore, but he did say, like, you know, back when I played, first and second down, the running back got the ball. Unless you have some dynamic offense uh, at the goal line, the, the the best running back got the ball at the goal line, first and second down from the two. Yeah. But the clapper will ruin just about anything. He's coming Any back. opportunity can. He's coming yeah. back. <laughs> Bring him back. Here he comes. <laughs> two more years. You know, I love the Earl Thomas uh, go, go, singling out the clapper, finding Jason Garrett after the yeah. game and saying, hey, I want you to take me with you uh, next year. It's like, what? Do you know if this guy's even going to be working? He, he could be running a car wash next year. What do you mean take you with you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He Anything could happen to the clapper. Well, now, <sighs> right before we taped this, it was announced Bruce Arians is leaving Arizona after the year. I always thought he was pretty good. 
But the, then I saw him, that wasn't true. We should oh. check that because I, uh, then I saw false reports. But oh. who knows? By the time, who it knows? could go back and forth three times. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, there could be, I think Lombardi likes that seven coaching vacancies. There could be 13 or 14. Well, our heads could be spinning doing this podcast next this time next year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, we should have done a seventh coach fired bet. Would have been a fun one. Trying to figure out who the seventh <laughs> one is. On the flip side of of just handing it to uh, your best running back within the three yard line just to score, Atlanta did that over and over again, and it went horribly wrong. We both we both had them, yeah, um, in a bunch of stuff this weekend. They lost to the Saints in a game that the final score was was deceiving, but. That's really the Falcons. They be, they somehow took the mantle from the Chargers as the league's slappiest, dumbest, stupidest, most talented yet shoot themselves in the foot team. And yeah. we're going to talk about their big matchup this week. They have the marquee game of the week against the Saints. We, we sure. Uh, well, no, the Falcons play. I mean, uh, the Panthers. Falcons play the Panthers yeah, this yeah, week. Bad. But yeah, yeah, but no, like yeah, we should have if we were wise when. Lattimore had that that interception, you know, just laying on his ass for five seconds before yeah. he grabbed it. I think the Saints were up six nothing at the time. Like, oh, why don't we live bet the Saints right now? There's just no way we Saints never do come it. back from that. But yeah, that was dumb. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, I joked about this, but can is Kyle Shanahan win Coach of the Year? Not so much for what he's done with the Forty ers but for how much the Falcons have dropped off their offense, at least. Oh, the it's, combo. It's I like that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. He's rebuilt hope in San Francisco and he destroyed the Falcons. Right. I'm so mad at myself. You know, Lombardi's the president of the Jimmy G bandwagon. Cause I think he was mm-hmm. in the draft room when they drafted him. So I think that trumps me, but mm-hmm. I'm at least vice president. And I might also be the secretary of state. And every week I've been betting on Jimmy G. And then last week I got a little scared off and I didn't like the line. I didn't like that uh, everybody was talking about how obvious of a pick they were, and and I stayed away. And then they they just ran amok. And Jimmy G is not only the best player in the league, but um, I think we have to start thinking about him against people like Babe Ruth, Jesse Owens, Jim <laughs> Thorpe, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali. He's on that list. I, I he's he's completely rejuvenated a football team in five weeks that was dead, and the crowds yeah. are good. Um, they have hope. I, I think they're going to be a top five Super Bowl favorite. We've never seen anything like this. The, the defense is scoring touchdown. Like every <laughs> yeah. every facet of that team is revitalized. It's bizarre to me. It's not bizarre. He. This is it. Tutelage of Brady. He went to the school. School of Brady stole all his tricks. So handsome. It does make sense. I guess it so, does make sense. You and you and Jimmy Jesus sitting in front of the Christmas tree. <laughs> Jimmy Jesus. Tree. I like that. Drinking eggnog shooters. <laughs> Jimmy Jesus. Let it ride. <laughs> well, people are trying to get Jimmy GQ, and I, I don't I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think what Jimmy about, Jesus uh, is G- better. How about Jimmy G spot? Is that too dirty? <laughs> it's probably a little <laughs> dirty. What I can't remember if he's married or not, but what model could he date that would trump Giselle Bunchen? That oh, that's part, it's gotta be part of his master plan, right? Does he or does he go to like Jennifer Lawrence? I think he's got a yeah, higher yeah. profile. Maybe RuPaul? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. This he guy's had a the couple, limit, it's not like the Jags played like terrible in that game. He had a couple of awesome plays in that game. That that he one did. touchdown when he rolled to the left and he did the Dan Marino quick quick fling. He's so much fun. It, it almost makes you think, I know they would never do this, but there should be 11 seeds for the playoffs. And then the 12th seed should just be whoever's playing the best in December. And it could be anybody. It doesn't matter what your record is. That's interesting. Yeah. It would be so much fun to have in the playoffs. <clears throat> It's a shame. 
But we'll yeah, get them like next the, year. Well, I think you said they'd be. What did you say they'd be the third best team in the AFC? Oh yeah, I I I thought they were flat out better than Jacksonville. I, I again, I didn't think Jacksonville played a bad game. I, Bortles is bad, but Bortles is bad. Bortles I want to say that. that I have a couple controversial takes this week, and okay. this is this is going to be the first one. I, I think the Jaguars. I think we're sleeping on the Jaguars. They, it was a bad game all around. Mm. I hate Bortles. I had the Jaguars given four, but first of all, who's he throwing to? Who, do, you, do you even know their receivers' names, the healthy ones anymore? D.D. Westbrook. <laughs> D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole, like these guys. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to matter when they get to the playoffs. I think they have two defensive ends of like 26 and a half sacks. Uh, Malik Jackson at the deep tackle as eight. Do they definitely go into Pittsburgh in the second round and lose? I don't think so. And then I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you want to face them. They may not be able to score enough against the Patriots, but Brady doesn't want to face that defense. I know I'm, it took a week off, but I'm positive. that's my controversial take. I'm huh? positive I want to face the Jaguars. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they have Blake Bortles as their quarterback. He's not coming into Foxborough and beating the Patriots. Come on. All right. Stop it. All right. He, uh, they did score 45 against Houston. Um, but I, I will say this about their defense because I was looking at this. Defense looked great in week one. They played Houston. That was the uh, Tom Savage week. Uh, right. Mariota torched them. The they the one quarterback that they played like legit well against was uh, Roethlisberger in week five. But the Steelers legit well they destroyed. That was yeah. a destruction right. Right from the start. So yeah. give them that one. Uh, they they only gave up seventeen to the Chargers in week ten. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's been they've played QB soup of bad QBs. I mean, they they really they've they've played ten bad QBs, and Wilson put up twenty four on them. Jimmy put up forty four on them with some help from the defense. Yeah, I, I I just think there's a lot of bad quarterbacks, and for whatever reason, they played a lot of them. You know, so their defense they, they might be their defense statistically might be great. I know they're like the seventh best team by DVOA, all that stuff, but. I also think they just didn't play a lot of good teams. Like they never played the Patriots. They never played Minnesota. They never played Philly. They never played. Did they play the Rams? They did. They lost to the Rams. Um, well, and their one big win was Pittsburgh. I'm just saying from a gambler standpoint, yeah. I'm not taking, first of all, that first round matchups, probably Jags Titans again. And mm-hmm. I'm not betting against them there. And if, I'm telling you, if they go to Pittsburgh, I'm not betting against them there either. I don't like, I, I just don't, don't trust it. I don't like the way Fournette's running. I don't think he looks the same. If you if no. I had like Fournette in peak form, that'd be one thing. But yeah. we we should uh we should go out th- through all these playoff things. But before we do, I want to just mention quickly the uh another miracle gambling cover last night for for uh, some. For some. Yeah. Um Eagles field goal last minute. The lateral play, which has somehow resulted in a defensive touchdown 100% of the time this year. I don't know why. Every time Mm -hmm. it's a touchdown for the defense. Eagles score. They go up by nine. The line was either eight and a half or nine for a lot of the week and then moved to 10. PAT time. They don't kick the PAT. He doesn't even know. Peterson doesn't even know that he's supposed to go out there and kick it and then says, all right, nah, forget it. I don't want to rub it in. He takes the knee, right? What is the rubbing it in? Everybody <clears throat> kicks the PAT there. That was unbelievable. Yeah. See, this is... I think that someone didn't do that again with the, the stupid lateral play. No, didn't the Chiefs... When was that last lateral play? Terrible lateral We've play. We've had three of them this year. I'm, I'm, but I I'm positive. I think two of them they didn't kick the uh, point after. 
I don't know. Well, here, I don't know. here's Listen, the case. All I know is, I, not to get back to me, but I was in the fantasy finals against Damashek. Mm. I basically needed seven points out of Jesse James and Michael Effin Crabtree, and I right. got zero. Zero from both of them. And I've, I've heard, besides, besides that, that Eagles play, like, Everyone had the Christmas teaser of the the Steelers Eagles minus three and minus four. Yeah. That was a miracle uh, teaser win. And but I've I've read dozens of accounts of people losing their fantasy title on that Eagles touchdown at the end. That's just brutal. That's read, as brutal as it gets. Dozens of accounts you've heard. Yeah. Well, can we talk I don't about know, the two can, dozen? I don't know. That's dozens. Right? Can we talk about the fact that uh, you started Michael Crabtree in the finals? Maybe you didn't deserve to win. What am I win. supposed to do? That's a decent third receiver. He's going in Philadelphia, though. You could add Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn had 15 uh, points. I'm looking at your team. Ted Ginn was a, a zero the last three weeks. I know. I know. Listen, I'm going to lose sleep over this until September, for sure, until I'm voted out. But, uh, and yeah, then, it's the worst. And then uh, Damashek had the Eagles defense on his bench and still beat oh, you by yeah. eight points. And my team right. would have destroyed both of you. I, I have an announcement to make. I'm not even showing up for the draft. I'm not giving Damashek... <laughs> That cad, uh, 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 the dignity of, of of voting me out as his little revenge for the fact that the Patriots have kicked the Steelers' asses the entire time I've known him. I'm not even going. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He can go to hell. I'm not going. You don't get the you don't get the satisfaction of voting me off. There's gonna be an empty seat. You can vote me off. It'll be bittersweet. It's not happening. I'm not going. Oh my god. I'm out. I I, I'm I out. have to say I'm voting is- myself out right now. You don't get the dignity, Damashek. I'm out. Ten teams next year. I'm not one of them. Holy crap! This yeah. is very, very bold. I don't believe it for a second, but it's a very, very bold move. No, really I'm not is. going. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> this would be the only Steelers win over the Patriots in like 12 years if he got to vote me out. If that he I voted you out, yeah, because they haven't. Beaten I would the say Patriots. you're not even in the top three of his consideration. Well, now I am because I'm not oh, going well, for sure. Now I'm not you getting are, any yeah. dignity. Wow, he can go to hell, <laughs> and that's it. I'm not. I'm That's not it. going. So you're out for next year. I'm not going. I don't want to hear his little Pittsburgh accent. Voted me off. No way. No what if way. he voted Brad out? It'd be the funniest He's thing, not. and then you won't be there for no, it. it. He'll he'll get it. It'll be the highest profile. He'll get to say on Twitter, "I voted off Simmons. He never been voted off." Big finally a win for the Steelers. No, I'm voting myself off. You don't get the satisfaction, Damashek. Uh, good for you, pal. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, that's All it. Right. Well. <laughs> I'll find another fantasy league for next year. Oh, and they'll vote you out too. <laughs> What's to keep you around? Uh, quick break to talk about Audible. Audible offers an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Membership includes one free audiobook a month, exclusive sales, 30% off, regularly priced. Audiobooks, all of them. Unlike a streaming or rental service with Audible, you own your books. You can access them whenever, right from your phone, your smartphone, not your not your house phone. Do people still have house phones? You still have a house phone, right? I'm calling from right now. Yeah, from yeah. My house phone, I yeah. still, I'm yeah. still pro landline, but we're old. Uh, I think the I think uh, the power is going to go out, and we're, I worry about stuff like that. Yeah, but, but this thing is plugged into the wall, so I don't know what I'm talking about, really. You know, you know who loves Audible? The Simmons family. My wife and daughter yeah. use it when they drive to school sometimes. Right now, Audible offering my listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Go to audible.com slash BS. Browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free. Start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash BS or text BS to 500-500. 
to get started today. Do you, do you do the audibles at the in the South House or no? No, we don't have it yet. I would get it. I think I yeah. I really recommend it for the kids on the drives. Okay. Although you don't really have to drive anywhere because you because your school's right near your house. Maybe the school's close, but but yeah, we 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 take a lot of road trips. Maybe when when Brad Mulcahy's book comes out on Audible, maybe you could get it there. That's true. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So I'm so you blew the fantasy league, and now I'm voting myself out, and now we don't get to play fantasy football next year. And what are the listeners going to do? They want to have to hear us talk about their teams. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're Your playing. team choked. I don't even with this uh, crazy proclamation. I, I put it at uh, three to one odds that you're you're not going to be in next year. I'm out. Um, what's speaking about for the forty uh, fifth straight Christmas? I lost a Christmas parlay, um, and on the first game, I was very excited about that. We had the oh, Sixers. The yeah, oh. we had the Sixers, and uh, against the Knicks, we took the Knicks. Did not realize Joel Embiid was playing. That was great. Double that down. Just sucks. He, that guy just, is that how it's going to be all year? He's yeah. going to not, uh, 10 minutes before the game, you're not going to know if he plays. Yeah, don't bet on the Sixers or against yeah. the Sixers. Next game, yeah. Cavs Warriors. Um, yeah. Even game in the last minute. Somehow the Warriors won by seven. So that bet was done. Then, okay. Well, wait, wait, before you read by that, they're down five. I know the spread was five or four and a half, but they're down five. They foul with eight seconds left, the Cavs, yeah. and then dribble the clock out after the free yeah. throws. Like, why are you going to foul if you're not going to try to score afterwards? I hate that. Yeah. I didn't like it either. Uh, speaking of the NBA, the, Kevin O'Connor and I are doing the Ringer NBA show. I should have mentioned that. Um, nice. That's going to be, we're taping right after we tape with you. We're going to break down Christmas, some trades, All-Star, all that stuff. So anyway, the moral of the story is don't bet on... Uh, Anything. Dump it on basketball. I think, yeah. uh, especially on Christmas, who knows? Who knows who wants to play? Who knows who doesn't want to play all that stuff? So playoff picture. Uh, I'm going to rip through these really quick. Pats clinch one with a pit loss. Or a win. Or a win. Yeah. Pats win, they get number one. Or if Pitt loses, they get number one. Right. Uh, Pittsburgh clinched a bye. And they get a one if the Pats blow this Jets game, which I don't think they will. So basically, we're looking at Pats Steelers as the bye teams. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville locked in a number three, and KC locked in a number four. That's boring. Yep. Baltimore gets the five seed if they win. They still clinch a wild card, even if they lose, if the Bills lose or the Titans lose. Mm -hmm. Tennessee gets into the playoffs somehow, even though they suck. <laughs> All they have to do, they either they win or they could also get in if the Chargers and Bills both lose and they're all in a three way eight and eight tie. And at that point, they should just call in the Niners. Just bring the yeah, Niners right. in for that. Uh, yep. If that happens, none of those teams should make the playoffs. Buffalo. I don't think it's going to happen because the Titans are playing the Jaguars, who are probably going to sit everybody. But yeah. So Buffalo gets in if they win. And they need one loss from either Tennessee, the Chargers, or Baltimore. They need the Ravens to win, I think. I think they need the Ravens to win. No, that's the Chargers. The Chargers no. win if Tennessee loses and the Ravens win. That's how the Chargers get in. Oh, the Chargers. I thought you yeah. said Buffalo. But I think Buffalo, Buffalo needs to get, yeah. for Buffalo to get in, right. The Ravens need to win so they don't get locked in a tie and... Those other two teams need to uh, lose. That, I'm already confused. So, I know. It's a mess. The reality is the Chargers are, are probably not getting in. And we're going to get stuck with either Tennessee or Buffalo in the playoffs. I think Buffalo stinks. Buffalo's had 
I think five double digit losses in the past eight weeks where mm-hmm. and, and two of the games, they just got slaughtered. The Pats played them twice in three weeks and each time beat them by, I think 20 plus. Do you think that's a slaughter though? That was close at halftime that, that the one was taken out of their cells with the replay and everything. Uh, sure. It, just, had, it got beat up in the second half for sure. Great. But we had, thir- we had 37 points. It was a slaughter. 37 uh, points is a lot of points. I just think like once once the, the replay, you know, the Calvin Benjamin thing, it's like, oh, I get it. We're not allowed to win this game. So all right, let, let's not get hurt. You mean the the play that was interpreted correctly? Yeah. I, well, all right. So that's my other. I, I make I make light of it, but that's my other controversial stance. I don't know if it was interpreted correctly because if it's clear and convincing, but. I hate the clear and convincing thing. I think it should be whatever we see on the replay. Is That's what it is. It so seemed like if a it's catch. 53, if it's 53-47, that it's not a catch, and he didn't drag his foot, I don't like the, uh, well, it's not, not enough to overturn the original bad call. Like I, I think that's how it should be. Whatever we see on the replay, that's how it should be. So there you go. Well, it's just the, unfair that the Patriots seem to benefit every single time as if they need this help. It's like a, a Jude Law getting a free Invisalign kit. Like, all right, we know he's going to get the girl anyway. He doesn't need this stuff. Patriots are the best. Who cares? I love instant replay. It's worked out for the Patriots benefit uh, over and over again. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's been, it's been one of the uh, five best assets we've had during the Belichick Brady era. Instant replay. It's been incredible. I've loved every second uh, of it. I, it's much worse for the NBA. In the NBA, it's run amok. And even worse, you have uh, Van Gundy, who's become... And I really like Van Gundy as as a human being, and I think he's smart. He's become one of the most insufferable TV people now. All he does is bitch about the officials in the replay every game. Yesterday, he lost his mind. It's like you do this every game. Like the the replay is not going to change. The officiating is always going to be bad. Like let's talk about the game. That Warriors Cavs game was incredible yesterday. It was really fascinating. And Durant went toe to toe with LeBron. There were all these other subplots to it. And he spent the whole game bitching about the officials as Mark Jackson said nothing and Breen doesn't know what to do. That that team needs an intervention. People don't want to hear that. Just stop. We don't want to hear you bitch about the replay every fucking game. Right. I know. But but what if LeBron benefited like the Patriots and at that 15th? 15th season, I think maybe he should. Like some of those calls down the stretch. He should get more calls than he does. Well, sometimes he gets too many calls. And then other games, like yesterday, he gets refereed like he's Shaq or Wilt, where it's like you have to like hit him with a two-by-four to get a foul. Yeah. He, right. he well, the problem with the NBA team. replay, it's almost always the same play they're replaying. It's two guys going for a ball out of bounds. The one guy does hit it out of bounds, but he was clearly fouled. So what do you do there? You know, And it's... It, it's just bad, but that, you have to live with it, I think. They need to get rid of, uh, it should just be replay for whether your foot was on the line for a three, whether your foot was out of bounds um, in the last two minutes, and whether a mm-hmm. shot should have counted. Like they, they need to strip it down. It's just not fun. It's it's bad for the game. And, it, and you know, I think it, it emasculates the referees. Now they're always afraid to make calls. We've seen it in the but NFL. It used to be there are too many timeouts to, to, in the last minute. It ruins games. Now it's too many timeouts. And all these replay calls in the last minute. Human error should be part of it. If you, if the ref called it out on LeBron, but it actually tipped Durant's <laughs> finger down, then screw it. He made the call. Yeah. Move on. Um, for the NF- NFC, Philly clinched number one. Uh, the, <laughs> if you're a Philly fan, you just can't feel worse about your team going into the playoffs because Nick Foles yeah. was atrocious. He was flat out atrocious. And their receivers were worse. I mean, right. I mean even when he had a pass on the mark, they would drop it. That team's in trouble. 
I'm not sure about Doug Peterson. I think Lombardi might be vindicated by the end of this. Mm. Minnesota, number two right now, with a win or a Carolina loss, or if the Rams are Saints win, weirdly. They're so just, they, yeah, they can't t- end up with a tie with just Carolina. Right. They can't. Right. That's the only way they lose the two. Or all they have to do is win. They don't have to worry about it. Right. The Rams mm. are pretty much locked into number three with a win. They are. They clinched number three with a win, but they're playing uh, Jimmy Jesus. Right. The Saints. So the worst they could go, go is go to four. The Saints clinch mm. number three if they win and the Rams lose. The the Wonk team is Carolina. Yeah. Carolina can be anywhere from two, three, four, five. There's so many possibilities. I'm not even going to list them, but they could win the NFC South if they win and the Saints lose. Right. Most likely a four seed if the Panthers win and yeah, yeah. Most likely a four seed. But they could. There's a scenario where they could climb to two. Mm-hmm. Atlanta gets in if they win or Seattle loses. And right. then Seattle gets the six seed if they win, and Atlanta loses. And Atlanta loses. The Dallas Cowboys oh, come on. cannot get in no matter what happens. Right, right, right. But Jason Garrett's <laughs> clapping. He's clapping. He's uh, Listen, he's clapping because Seattle won with more penalty yards than offensive yards. Like that, Stats like that should just be like, uh, he should walk into Jerry Jones' office and like, hey, I pulled up this stat, and uh, you're fired, dude. Right, <laughs> they had more penalty yards and offensive yards. You can't, you can't come back next year. Yeah, all you but. have to do is just hand off three times and punt, and you probably would have won the game. Yeah, you just punt it every every time. I know. Oh, let's get off the Cowboys because it's depressing. But the Rams, the Rams, man. What would you do if you're the Rams? Do you do you get the four seed now? The Eagles now going to Philly for that second round isn't isn't such a chore. I think. Oh, I do like you, how you're you, thinking. Do you, do you tank the three, get the four, and hope that the six doesn't upset the three in the in the first round? And then See, you're I would, going to. I would be scared of that, though. I would be scared of the of the six beating the. Because then the it would three. just be Atlanta, Carolina again, or Atlanta, New Orleans again, and then just yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, but then so what? Then you would have just ended up being where you were anyway, right? I don't want to give away because Atlanta, Carolina is our marquee game to break down at the mm-hmm. end of this podcast. Do you trust Atlanta to win that game? Because I don't. No. I, all Atlanta has done all year is just completely shoot themselves in the foot and and be assholes to anyone who bet on them. Right. So, um, <laughs> really, I I want to. Well, I know that's why I think this is a good risk for the Rams to lose to Jimmy Jesus and just go to, you know, go to Philly in two weeks. So let's say they do that. I think, I think the Saints are going to win in Tampa. Does that so the Rams flip spots with them? The Saints are three. Saints, Seattle at the Saints or Atlanta at the Saints. The Rams will get Carolina at home. You're saying the Rams would rather do that? If I'm the Rams, I'd rather play the six seed. I'm looking for the second round. I, don't I know, know. But, I think but the Rams win that first round game. They're gonna have what. to. They're gonna have to play at Minnesota anyway. I'd rather or, play the six yeah, seed. Yeah, don't, wouldn't you rather go to Philly? Wouldn't you rather go to four one than the three two? It's a lot of speculation. It's a lot of speculation. It, it really is. I, you but, know, I love conspiracy. Like uh, yeah. a team tanking a game is one of my favorite things. Yeah, well, yeah, I know it happens. Game six in the NBA, and that, but this is just a playoff team tanking is unheard of in the uh, in the NFL, but. Hey, Sal, the captain will not rest until he has brought his adventurous spirit and delicious rump to every corner of America. Variety is the spice of life. That's why Captain Morgan has spiced up life quite a bit. 
They developed a collection of rum, each with its own distinctive flavor and personality. Original spice, coconut, pineapple, white, black, grapefruit, whatever you want. The captain loves anyone who learns to mix like a captain. Every week, Sal and I pick captains of the week. I'm going to go first. My captain is Todd Gurley. The best player, mm. the best player I saw this season. And uh, somebody that we should have been on for MVP last week when he was 5-1. to one. I don't think Tom Brady should win the MVP. I've watched the Patriots all year. I don't think it's been one of the great Brady seasons. I think Mm. if you, I think he's been good. I think if Garoppolo had played in his spot all season, they probably would have had the same (laughs) record because he's Jimmy Jesus. Um, No, but seriously, I, I just think Gurley's been the distance between Gurley and the second best running back in the league. And also what he means to the team in some of these games where he's just completely destroyed teams. I just think he's been the best player. I, th- I think, I think he has a chance to. He has 19 touchdowns right now. He's a chance yep. to get to, I don't know, 21, something like that. No other running back has 13 touchdowns. Uh, Hopkins has 13 touchdowns. Gurley has right. 19. Um, what Gurley did for the fantasy teams that owned him the last couple weeks. Roger Sherman wrote for the Ringer yesterday that he had the best week 14, 15, 16 three-week stretch in fantasy football history, which seems incredible, but apparently it's true. Did you read that? You couldn't beat him. Yeah, you couldn't beat him. I, I played him in one league in the semifinals, and he put up 42, I think. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, you This is at- a bold call by you, though, not going with Brady, who didn't have Edelman all year, and, you know, offensive line struggled, and had no defense for the first five weeks. Yeah, but when you look at... Uh, Brady's at almost 4,400 yards, 30 TDs, eight picks, 104 rating. Who the, who the hell knows with these QB ratings? Sack 33 times. I'm just saying from the eye test, he's, he's been very good. I wouldn't say it was the best Brady season. If you want to give it to him for a career achievement, right. um, I would think about it. His stats really aren't that much different than, you know, he's got less interceptions than Roethlisberger. They have about the same yards, TDs. Uh, Rivers and Stafford are really close to him. It's not like he's, you know, lapping the field at quarterback. And mm. I don't know. He's got Gronk. He's a, he's guys like by far the best tight end in the league. The cold weather thing, I think, matters. He's been good in big games. I wouldn't be if he won it. I wouldn't be like, wow, that's embarrassing. He never should have won it. I just think Gurley's been the best player. What do you think? All right. Well, let let the record show December 26th. You know, it's all been fun and games with this Jimmy G stuff, but you have officially moved on from Brady to Jimmy G now with this I, proclamation. Listen, I, the, I can't the, win. The, the odds on favorite to win MVP, your hero should not be the MVP. December 26, 2017. I can't You've win either on. way because if I say Brady's I the MVP, I'm a homer. And if I, I don't, then I'm, then I'm a heathen. I also, I think the Alex Guerrero stuff's been a little weird. I, Todd Gurley doesn't right. have like weird stuff where his personal coach is he suddenly not allowed to be in the locker room. <laughs> he might have a Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think week nine, he would have laughed if anyone said Gurley was MVP. I, I don't know. It's just a steady a steady thing throughout the year. And then I guess if you add up the numbers the last three weeks, that that's that's the way to do it. That's the way you do it. So that, that's fine. That's good. Well, All right. here's my caveat. Gurley. I think yeah. week 17, I, I think it's pretty much dead even and week 17 is going to help it. Like if the Rams lose to the Niners this week and they're trying and they play badly right. and he gets shut down, then Brady wins the MVP. Yeah. But if Gurley has another 
150 yards and two touchdowns and ends up at like 2,200 yards combined receiving and rushing. He's, yeah. I think he's pretty close to 2,000 combined yards now, which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And he's over 22. And for what he means to that team, and I don't know. I don't know how he doesn't win. Everyone's so I'm afraid of like better running back. I, I also thought Brown was in the mix until he got hurt. I think it would have been a three-man race if Brown didn't go down. Yeah, so it could have been. We well, can't I think find that's why, that's why Gurley needs to announce like, early on, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're tanking for the fourth seed, so uh, don't let these stats uh, <laughs> uh, work against me. We can't find MVP odds anymore, though. We, we no, I know. Like, they should be out by Tuesday. That's stupid, but we checked, I checked all the major sites. I didn't see him. I just Brady was minus 550 last week, and, and, uh, and Gurley was second, but... Other than that, nothing I hate else. when odds aren't available. Like, what do these yeah. sites have to do all day? What are, it's a, right. some dude in the Caribbean. Just put some odds up. All right, who's your captain this week? Well, uh, see, this week, um, you know, with the holidays, you're around old people, and I think you learn to appreciate them more. In some cases, you want to strangle them more. But in yeah. this case, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor the senior guard in the NFL, and it's a three-headed captain of the week. Frank Gore, Larry Fitzgerald, Antonio Gates, none of these guys have any business being in football anymore. Frank Gore, 10 years of a thousand yards rushing, put up a touchdown, made that Colts Ravens game close, had no business being close. He's phenomenal. I think he's, uh, well, I think he's 139 yards away from 10,000 yard rushing season. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, nine catches, 119 yards, three straight years, a thousand yards, a hundred catches. He's phenomenal. Great guy in general, I think, from all counts. Antonio Gates scored a touchdown. Yeah. He is 114 receiving touchdowns. It's good to see with that. That's the kind of guy I want in the playoffs, Antonio Gates. NFL record for tight ends. And that's it. That's my three-headed captain of the week. Frank Gore, Larry Fitzgerald, Antonio Gates. And I didn't even mention James Harrison, who was cut, who could still do some damage, I think, in the NFL. You should have mentioned Tom Brady, who's older than everybody you just mentioned, oh, except right. James Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you had such a uh, glowing tribute to him before. I didn't want to pile on. No, no, this is classic. Now you're going to turn this around <laughs> on me. We, we should also mention the, uh, the, the Rams kicker, who single-handedly cost everybody who picked the Rams. I didn't bet oh, on yeah. them. I was afraid. That line seemed too high. That Rams kicker, his first PAT was just a line drive duck. That it right. wasn't even close. And then his his field goal after that was also a duck. And all of a sudden, it was in play that the Rams kicker was going to completely destroy this game. And then he he settled down. He made one or two. I want to know. I'm gonna. I'm seeing David Chang this week. I I, I wanted. I want him to get this going on Twitter. Young Wei Koo, who was on this podcast, who who yeah. kicked for the Chargers. Who made the game winner on Monday or the game tire on Monday night? But it was an it was an ice in the kicker. They made him re-kick it. It got blocked. Week two, he missed one kick. He made a bunch of other ones. He might have missed three kicks total, and they waved him, and he's never been seen again. And yeah, he's like the fourth best kicker just, just <laughs> by virtue of what's going on. And all these other kickers that are getting chances, and Young Way Koo is just we're never never seen again. Wins the Chargers job in training camp. And has a couple of bad luck kicks and is just gone. And uh, I don't know. Bring the dude back, man. Let's go. We're, we're we're in a weird spot where having a good backup kicker is potentially, in a lot of cases, more important than having a good backup quarterback. In fantasy, like quarterback or fantasy so football bad. or real life? I think in real life, uh, there's going to be one of these guys is going to miss a bad field goal. Like, you know, even Elliott on the Eagles missed one. And 
like you said, the Rams aren't going to be the same without Zerline. These guys can't kick, and it's only going to get colder and weird temperature and weather. Uh, all right. We're going to rip through the games. All right. Let's do it. I'm going to mention, though, for every uh, game, quickly, the team's over-under and, uh, for wins and how they did, but we'll, we'll go through fast. Do you have the records against the spread, too? I don't have that with me. I should have grabbed that. Maybe we could we could uh, do that next week. I guess. Yeah, let's do that next week. I think the Browns are what, like three and twelve, something like that. Yeah, I don't think they've had more than three wins. They might have pushed one also. One of my favorite traditions is in August when you tell me that we should bet against the Browns every week, and we agree that we should, and then we never do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Stupid. Not even close. The the, the bear. What was that? Twenty to three. That ended up like what? What, what are we even kidding around? Knowing ourselves. Did you see that uh, stat? Uh, the Browns have had. Nine red zone turnovers this year, and nobody else has had more than three. Wow. And uh, I think it was Barnwell said, uh, it's it's, since they've been tracking, it's the record. I don't even, I think Kaiser Soso might be too nice of a nickname. It is. It's a very generous. Yeah, it's generous (laughs) because it insinuates that he's so so. <laughs> they cut to the. Someone should ask him about it. Say, ask someone should ask him about it. Say, hey, is this a good de- depiction of your play this year, Kaiser Soso, or do you take offense? They cut to the red zone with when Kaiser Soso is involved, and <laughs> every time it's like minus two hundred. It was bad for the Browns, and minus one fifty that it was a positive play. You just, oh, you yeah. just you're always yeah. leaning toward. Oh God, something bad happened. Yeah. All right, uh, we have five games. But first of all, kudos to the NFL for throwing all these games in the afternoon and getting rid of the Sunday night game that nobody would Nine late afternoon games, seven early games. I know. It's pretty good. Um, There's five games that have no stakes whatsoever. So let's just blow through these. And we should mention, week 17, the lines are always crazy. Sal and Mm -hmm. I are always way off. This is the one week when all hell breaks loose. And they're going to jump around. By the time this podcast posts to Sunday, there's going to be like five-point difference right. in some of these. Yeah. First one, All right. Detroit home. Thank God we got Detroit out of the playoffs. I actually picked yeah. the Bengals in the Super Contest. I was proud of myself. Yep. I finally I kept staring the Lions in the eye, and they kept screwing me. And then finally, <laughs> finally I took them down. Lions home. Brett Hundley and the Packers. I have the Lions by five and Jim Caldwell's farewell game for the Detroit I'm glad you said Brent Hundley. And probably the last time you'll mention his name this year. So I'll just keep it like that. <laughs> but I said seven, and it is seven. And like you said, double-edged sword here, though, I think. like We don't have to watch the Lions in the playoffs, but that would have been nice to bet against them. Yeah, um, they, 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 man, what are they, eight and seven? Eight and seven. Their no over-under was seven, the over-under was seven and a half, so they hit the over mm. somehow. Packers was ten and a half. Obviously, Rogers out. Uh, they went way under. So that's that's game one. Second one, Colts home for the Texans. I have no idea who the Texans quarterback is. I think I think uh, everyone on that team now has a has some sort of uh, injury. Mm-hmm. Who plays quarterback? Colts. I have favored by two and a half. I said three. It's up to four. Um, yeah, it's weird with this game. Like, both, what were the odds that both of these teams would have no, not even close to a playoff implication mm. in Week 17? Texans have four wins. Their over under was eight and a half. Way under Colts over under was eight. They have three wins. Really weird. Another thing with this game next year, you'll have two different starting quarterbacks and two different yeah. coaches because I don't think either coach comes back. Colts Texans. I think both of those no, guys. I are think gone. you're right. I, I think here's another thing to think about. Like I know some teams are going to fall off. Some current playoff teams, but we could have a lot of teams that are 
better and contending for a playoff spot. Like you said, both these teams, the Giants, you and Francesa mentioned that. Yeah. They, they could compete next year. Uh, obviously, the 49ers, nice. maybe even the Cardinals with uh, David Johnson and a different quarterback. So hmm. it's going to be good. Hey, uh, I have a little holiday surprise for you. Yeah. Andrew Luck's on the line. He wants to talk to you about the season. Oh, let's hear it from uh, re- rehabbing quarterback Colts. Andrew the Giant Luck. Andrew, how are you feeling? Well, obviously not a not a great year. Not a great year for me. Uh health wise, shoulder feels good. Uh I'm just frustrated. I, I just want to get out there and, and, and play football again. And uh I just I'm looking forward to two thousand eighteen. <laughs> I love it. I, I, you know, as as uh, as we listen to Andrew. By the way, thanks for the comments, and we we also look forward to your return, Andrew. But now, honestly, though, as I heard that, I, I think that was a big swing and miss that you didn't narrate the Andre the Giant documentary in Andrew Andrew the Giant Lux voice. It's just dubbed Andrew. A. <laughs> Can you redo it? Can you go go <laughs> talk to the people in. at HBO? You watched you watched the Andre the Giant documentary with the de- degenerate trifecta. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It's going to be good. People are going to be. Uh, this is one of the best ones I've been involved with. I'm excited. It's so good. The the music choices are great. It's just it's just. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You get a weird you get a weird feeling that Andre's still alive and in our lives while you're watching it. Oh, you it's think fun. it's like a Tupac thing? Yeah, a little bit. His yeah. Death? Oh, that we should that could have been an alternate ending. Yeah. Well, there's still time. Three more no stakes whatsoever games. The uh the Deadskins are at the Giants. This is another game where we have no idea there might be two new quarterbacks and two new mm-hmm. head coaches when yep. these teams play again next year. I have the uh Deadskins favored by three in Giants Stadium. All right, I had three and a half, and it is three and a half. So I get that win the Redskins. Where are they? Both these teams went under, right? Yeah. Uh, Most likely. Oh to no, come Redskins back. are seven and eight. Redskins were seven and a half. They could go over. Giants, uh, one of the biggest underachievers over under was nine. Obviously Oof. they have two wins. Most likely to come back out of the two quarterbacks and two coaches on that team. Who would you pick? On those well, two teams? I guess Cousins, right? I think I would pick Eli. I think Eli comes back. Oh yeah? Yeah. He might even play week seventeen. Hmm. Eagles home for the Cowboys in a game that means nothing. And it's just the, the, we always struggle with these. You could argue that the Eagles are just going to rest absolutely everybody. And the Cowboys are going to roll. And sometimes the line will reflect this. I didn't know what to do. I just had the Eagles by three. I'm probably wrong. I made it a pick them and Dallas is favored by two. Oh man. Because- I, every year I get screwed that up. Well, it's a, it's a dumb thing. The Eagles obviously went over eight and a half. They were the biggest overachiever. Or can be, I think. Uh, Cowboys under nine and a half. They're eight and seven. But this, Bill, this is a Christmas gift. The Cowboys might not even get off the bus. Those freaking Raiders got off the bus. What the hell was that? Oh my god! I think that was that came close. Foles sucked the life out of everybody in the stadium by the second quarter. That was the only reason. The Raiders were dying to roll over. It was seven nothing. They were they were ready to do their thing. 
I mean, you're thinking like the Raiders, like Foles. Okay, you have to run all the whole fourth quarter. You have to you have to hand off here, Foles. Maybe, maybe a screen pass on third and eight. But if you have any chance of winning this game, it's either going to be the defense or JJ breaks something. The Raiders knew it too. They had eight guys on the line, and they they were still handing off. You know, if if the Cowboys had won that stupid game on Sunday. It would have been a gift because then you would have gone to Philly to play an Eagles team that could have given yeah. a shit and you probably would have made the playoffs. Incredible. Yeah, I know, Bill. Incredible. I know all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Eagles had 37 yards in the second half. A, 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 a game that was tied at halftime. They had 37 yards in the second half and won what should have been by double digits, I guess. Last one with no stakes. Denver, home for the Chiefs. The Chiefs locked into the four seed no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. I have the Broncos by three. Uh, you get this. I said two. It is three and a half. And the Broncos were, uh, their over under was eight. They're five and ten. Chiefs over under was nine. They're nine and six. They have a chance to get over. Mm. My favorite thing I saw all week was Brock Osweiler's speech to the sidelines, and no one was paying attention. <laughs> I watched that ten times. I, that was like, they, were, they were treating him like he's just some drunk fan from the other team behind them screaming. Well, they might have thought that. Yeah. Three games with... I'm going to call them ho-hum stakes. Some stakes. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of stakes. The Vikings. Home for the Bears. We covered what the Vikings basically clinch a, a two-seed if they win. Right. Uh, the Bears can look okay against bad teams. This is a, not a great matchup for them. The, the, no. Feeding them to the uh, Vikings defense in Minnesota is, is not going to go well. I have the Vikings favored by 12, and I'm hoping it stays under 13 because I want to 10-point tease them. What do you have? I had also 12. I had 12 as well. It was, it was 13. It's it's 12 and a half now. So now's a good time to jump on it. Ooh. Bears over-under was 5 and a half. They have a chance to go over. Maybe that maybe that's inspiring. Vikings hit the over easily. They were eight and a half. Uh, they have 12 wins. But the thing about this is this is one of the early games. So, this is um, one of the few early games that kind of matters. It's not a late afternoon game, so like the, I guess the Panthers will still play hard, but these other teams, the Vikings will have the two seed by the time those games start. The Bears have a chance to win the most games ever by a team with a dead coach. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you read know. that? Peter King, did Peter King say that? It hasn't been reported widely, but John Fox died two years ago. <laughs> Why did they ever hire him? I, I don't understand well, that. Especially because he's, he's, he's dead. Why would they hire a dead guy? That's, that's true. so strange. Yeah, yeah. You got to be a little more selective if you're going to do that. Second yeah. ho-hum game, Pat's home for the Jets. Uh, I had Pat's by 14. Probably too low. I said 14 and a half. It's 16. Yeah. Damn it. It's all right. It's all right. You had a, an off year. Patriots, though, going to... Uh, <laughs> Top their season wins total. They had twelve. It was twelve and a half. You always it's always twelve and a half with them, right? Jets it's, were three and a half. That was easy. They went over. They have five already. And it always comes down to one stupid game that they either lost or won. That this, they always it's always by a half game the over under. And this year it was yeah. the uh, the Steelers game that they probably shouldn't have won. They lose. Right. That, they yeah, but they could have won under. the Chiefs game. That, that was some. That was I some guess. interesting. Yeah. Here's my goal for Pat's Jets. Get Gronk off the field the moment we know we're going to win the game. Just keep, yeah. I just can we just get him to round two healthy? I can't believe we've made it 16 weeks with a healthy Gronk. I'm so excited. And uh, yeah. I was so worried during that Bills game that they were going to cheap shot him or something. Yeah, well, that's the thing with these the 
Pats and Steelers <clears throat> both play early games, 1 p.m. Eastern. They're going to be scoreboard watching, right? Like, when do the Steelers sit there started against the Browns? Yeah, I, I mean, those are, those are reasons. I feel like the Pats have been in this situation a hundred times in the past 15 years, week 16 mm-hmm. or week 17, and it always seems like they end up covering. Yeah. So I have no evidence whatsoever. Last oh, one. they just looked at the instant replay from uh, a touchdown uh, from that game. They did the Patriots won. Uh, just the Patriots just beat the Jets. You don't come have to watch. On. No, that's how we're going to do it. It's for not now. our fault that for whatever reason <laughs> the rules are always interpreted correctly in our favor. <laughs> it is bizarre. <laughs> oh, God, Steelers home for the uh, Browns, and mm. and this could be Kaiser Soso's farewell. The next time we see him, it might be the CFL. Interesting. All right. This will be fun. I have the Steelers by 13 and a half. Wow. You were very close. I said 19 because why the hell not? Why, why should this team get anything less than three touchdowns or close uh, on the road and for a team that needs to win? But like you said, there'll be scoreboard watching 14 is the line right now. There's cheap garbage time, touchdown potential. Right. Yeah, it just never happens with the Browns. They didn't, not even close to hitting their second biggest underachiever. Four and a half was their uh, season total over under. They have zero. Pittsburgh was ten and a half. They went over. Let's take a break to talk about Uber. Christmas Eve, nice dinner. My wife, my kids, uh, my wife's parents, my mom went to uh, went to a restaurant in Beverly Hills. Nice. Took, took the nice Uber SUV both ways. Christmas Eve, yeah. Great experience as always. Uber, a safe and comfortable way to get where you need to be. For sporting events, you won't have to pay for parking or spend time looking for a spot. Grab a ride to your company's holiday party. That already happened. Your company's New Year's party? Whatever. Whatever your next party is. Or a night out with friends or family. Or if you're late, get in the office, take an Uber, work from the car. Book your Uber in advance for a truly stress-free experience. Uber, the better way to get anywhere you have to be. You'll know the price before you book a trip. Can pay directly in the app. Install the Uber app today from the App Store or Google Play. New riders get $5 off their first three rides by using the code Bill Simmons. That's my name. Offer expires February 18, 2018. Uber, the better way to get anywhere you have to be. We should mention, uh, Sal, Yeah. no Tate Frazier this week. Tate the Snake is uh, on vacation in Charlotte for Mm -hmm. uh, spending time with the holidays. Isaac is producing this week. Isaac, what's it like to finally work with a pro? Must be great, right? Just I'm rolling through the ads, no breaks, no restarts. It's great. He's so happy. He's he's just loving this. It's, it's really like uh, Isaac's I, like, I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, two games with uh, more exciting stakes, but I wouldn't say do or die stakes, but exciting. Rams home for Jimmy Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is happening. I don't think Jimmy Jesus can be can be getting more than a touchdown anywhere in the NFL at this point. And uh, I'm going to say Rams by six and a half. All right. Here's why I think they might be tanking, and Vegas knows. I said one, and it's three and a half. Uh, are they sitting everybody? I think maybe they will be sitting everybody. Wait, the line's three and a half? Yeah. Because they can't get a bye. They probably, you know, teams don't necessarily care if they get the three or four seed usually. You don't like this. And the Jimmy Jesus phenomenon. Rams over uh, six. That was 
one of the biggest overachievers. They have 11 wins. 49ers, right on their number. We're expected to have five wins. So Vegas is basically saying there's a very good chance the Rams won't care about this game. Right. Wow. Can't get a bye. Jimmy Jesus could go, would this be, this would be five in a row? That'd be amazing. Well, well for, for uh, yes, yeah, for, for the nine. I have yeah. this vague memory of Scott Mitchell doing this 20 years ago. Am I imagining that? Wow. Ripping off five in a row and then getting a big free agent contract. By the way, Jimmy G oh. is much better than him. But Oh, you better hope he's not the next Scott Mitchell. How I vaguely remember be? Scott Mitchell doing this for maybe the Lions and then getting signed by the Dolphins. Oh. Or, did he, or did it for the Dolphins, he got signed by the Lions. It was some sort of Scott Mitchell thing. That uh, shouldn't oh, if have happened. You, if you left Tom Brady in the lurch for the next Scott Mitchell, that uh, what a what no. a what a terrific Jimmy thing! He's a hundred times better than Scott Mitchell. <laughs> Stop it, Isaac! Isolate that clip, please. <laughs> Scott Mitchell. Let's see. Yeah. Don't do this to yourself. This could this could get ugly. Nineteen ninety three, Miami. Scott Mitchell won a no. playoff, a couple of playoff games now. Maybe he did this for the Lions and then they re-signed him. That might have been what it is. Well, whatever. Scott, Scott Mitchell killed the Cowboys. Uh, it was 48-17 or something. One year he was fun to bet against. He, you know what yeah. he loved to do is throw the ball to the other team, which always made, oh. it, made that fun. <laughs> Who's this guy, Herman Moore? Who did he have? Yeah, it, it was, was Herman, Herman Moore. Moore yeah, great Herman Moore, one of, the, one, of the fan, one of the great first fantasy football receivers, Herman Moore. Yep, it's fun. The other one uh, with some stakes, Saints at the Bucks. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Bucks are dying to spoil everybody's tease or whatever. They've been dying to do it for eight weeks and just aren't competent enough to do it. And uh-huh. this could be the week. I have the Saints by five in Tampa because they actually need this game. What do you have? I said seven, and it's up to seven and a half. I guess they just they just need to win. Their over under was eight. They have 11. That's a win for the over. Bucks over under was eight and a half, way under, second biggest underachiever. Hmm. I had a great stat, and now I can't find it for the hard knocks teams, how bad they are oh, against God. the spread that Every yeah. year. I can't, I can't find it, but I think they average like uh, six, and, six, nine, and one against the spread. Jesus. Saints yeah. seem like they want to be teased. And mm-hmm. I would urge everyone not to do that because they mm-hmm. haven't had the dumb outdoor loss yet and the Bucks are dying to ruin something. Yeah. So there you Mike go. Evans seems to want to play football too now. So Remember when Mike Evans was the seventh pick in everyone's fantasy draft? Uh, yeah, I had him in one of my leagues. Yeah. I guess aside from David Johnson, probably the the biggest first round bust in a snake, right? That was, you know, Sheck won our fantasy league. He had David Johnson who got hurt yeah. like in two weeks and still won our league. That's it. And by the way, Sheck was nine and seven in our fantasy league and, and still won the league. Fantasy football continues to be the dumbest thing on the planet. I lost well, to you, you because to... the the Ravens got a minus one in our matchup, but that's why I lost to you. All I needed well, was two well, points you know, for them. Two sacks. Doesn't it feel good? You don't have to worry about it? Yeah. I'm, I will never give that man the satisfaction of voting me out. Wow, this is so good. It's such a bombshell. I can't wait to text can, him after this. He can take his Pramante and go stick it. <laughs> Do or die stakes. We have six games, including our marquee game. First one, Titans home for the Jags, who have nothing to play for, mm-hmm. which makes this line impossible to guess. I took a stab at it and guessed Titans by six. I think you got it exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I said five and a half. That's pretty good. What are the odds the Jaguars say 
this is a division rival. Let's stick it to them. We'll knock them out of the playoffs. Well, yeah, there is that possibility. But what better team to play in the first round, right, at home? Give them a little false confidence. Play your backups. Let the let the Jags win. But let the let the Titans win by two touchdowns. I don't know. That's how I would play it. Titans over under was nine. They're at eight wins. Jaguars was six and a half. They went way over. The Titans are very poorly coached, and I actually wonder when I watch them why they don't go no huddle because I, I I don't mind their receivers. Yeah. I think, it's weird that Decker's not having a better season because in the whenever I watch them, it seems like he gets open and makes some stuff happen every once in a while. And so does Matthews. I like their tight end. Um, it just seems like they they could be a little more explosive. They they're very well, yeah, they deliberate. Should, of course, I mean we've we've said this for whenever we had them last, we bet them that there were. It's just not Too fun to watch offensively. Yeah. I don't think they would. I don't think they would have been. They had that defensive touchdown. I think the Rams had that game in hand. Otherwise. Oh, I, I'm with you. That, but it took them a while to open it up, and when they opened it up, they actually started moving the ball a little, which I've noticed with them. I don't know why they don't open it up more. So this is the shaky. I mean, it's almost definitely going to be the rematch. So this will be the shaky's uh, bowl, right? This every Jack we Titans. do our banquet at shaky's. This is the this is the bad game that gets buried. The Saturday one o'clock, morning? Yeah, the one o'clock yeah. Saturday game. Yeah. You think they should have Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis flip the coin before the game? Oh, I like that. Maybe yeah, with one of the McDown it. brothers. <laughs> and they should take the coin with them because they're going to need it probably. Second game, which really doesn't belong here, and nobody thinks the Bills are actually going to make the playoffs, but uh, Dolphins home for the Bills. And it's weird. It's a do-or-die game for the Bills. means nothing to the Dolphins. The Dolphins have really not shown any inspiration at all. And yet, I kind of like the Dolphins, and I think they're favored. I have Dolphins by two and a half. I said one and a half. Bills are favored by three. Mm. I guess if if only one team can make the playoffs, they have to be favored. Is that that the thinking here? I don't think the Bills are good. I watched them... uh, for four straight quarters, two out of the last three weeks. And uh, I just don't think they're that good. How much is that coach praying that starting Nathan Peterman, who had five interceptions against the Chargers, how much is he praying that that's not the tiebreaker this, this, after this week? So That should be the only thing on their mind. We were arguing about this in the Ringer NFL Slack because people were making that, that same case in the, in the Slack. You said they would have lost anyway? They absolutely would have lost. They were playing. The whole reason they did that was because they were coming off a game. They lost 47 to 10. Mm. Taylor had done jack shit the whole season. And uh, and he was just trying to see what he had in Peterman. He thought they were going to lose the game anyway. And it was a bad move. But I don't think they would have beaten. What, what have the Bills done this year to make you think they would have gone in and beaten the Chargers? I, I guess well, they won that one stupid Chiefs game. But, you know, that was a 16 to 10. And the Chiefs kind of lost that game more than the Bills won it. I, I just don't think the Bills are good. I don't either. <clears throat> I have a giant parlay with the Bills to not make the playoffs, and that's the only one that, that needs to survive here. Am but I in that? I think the Chargers I'm in that, right? are the Chargers. The Chargers are the Chargers. They they can always beat themselves. True. Am I in that I Bills know. parlay? I think I am. You might be. I'll look back. Yeah, I think I I'll am. Look back. It's like well, Niners, Bears. There's a few of them. I think Kenyon Drake. I could see him going for like 240 yards in this game. Yeah. 
I thought it might happen in week 16, but uh, they fell behind against the Chiefs, and Cutler just looked like he wanted to get out of there. He was cold. They do seem like, oh, they're going to be in this game. This is weird. They yeah. have uh, better players than everyone, and then it's like, oh, no, it's a Dolphins. Adam Gase is kind of a stealth, is he going to be a coach next year guy? Because that team looks super sloppy and undisciplined the whole year. I'm not, I, I liked him last year. This year, I haven't been impressed. Uh, Chargers home, if you can call it home. Mm-hmm. Against the uh, Oakland Raiders, there will be 28,000 seats available for this game. I'm going to guess 20,000 will be Raider fans. Is that possible? Yeah. So it's almost a a road game. On the flip side for the Chargers, who need to win this and then have some help, the uh, Raiders still employ Jack Del Rio, and they still employ Derek Carr, who just looks hurt. Either there's two two possibilities. Either Derek Carr sucks or Derek Carr's hurt. He broke his back. Remember, he had that weird back fracture. Yeah, I'm just gonna assume he's not healthy because he looks atrocious. He wasn't nearly this. There was no signs that he was gonna play this badly last year. I don't know. I I would not play him. But didn't we say his yards per yards per attempt are about the same as they've always been? They were, but maybe we just we rated him higher than maybe we should have. He throws the ball up for grabs. I don't know. I, I wouldn't play him if I were the Raiders, but uh, I have the Chargers by nine. That's good. You hit it exactly. I went higher. I said ten and a half. Yeah, you're right, though. I think that's that's they might be better off at home than they are on the road. Who do they have, though? They're saying, like, uh, say Melvin Gordon might not play. Now you got, like, Brandon Oliver. It's, uh, it's going to have to kill clock for you. Ooh. Well, what about that other dude? What's that guy? The, uh, can't, Eclair, can't, he's, Eclair. he's been out for a while, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Raiders Tom- under nine. Raiders went under nine and a half wins. Tomlinson, Boy, that was that was weird. Chargers went over seven and a half. What do you think of this? What do you think of this, Simmons? Float this by you. Chargers fifty to one to win the AFC. It's a fun bet if they make it, right? You don't want to see them come to Foxborough. Bosa Ingram. So they'd have to get the six seed. They would yeah. beat play the Jags round one. They'd have to go to Pittsburgh, and then they'd have to hope the Pats lost. Because I don't think not, they're they're winning in New England. It's not great, but fifty to one's fun. Fifty to right, one seems too it. high. No, I'm with you. All right. What needs to happen for them to make the playoffs? They need they need to win. I guess Tennessee would have to lose. You can't, that can't be ruled out. Like the Jaguars yeah. might just decide. Like let's let's show like we're let's we don't want to lose two games going in, in a row going in the playoffs. Let's just win mm-hmm. this. Let's yeah. get Bortles going. Let's get the let's do it. Let's do it. Fifty to one. Let's just put like like ten thousand dollars on it and we, just be done with it. Why don't we just put put fifty dollars each on it? Okay. All right, I'm in. All right, good. Seattle right. hosting the Arizona Cardinals. This stupid Seahawks team. I can't believe they're gonna make it. <laughs> I think they're gonna make it. I the move is the Seahawks Panthers parlay, right? Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Right, because if if you think Seattle's going to make it, yeah. So I have the Seahawks favored by eight and a half. Uh, I had nine, and it is nine right now okay. against the Cardinals. Uh, Seahawks went under ten and a half was their expected win total. Arizona went under eight and a half was theirs. Let's talk about that parlay in a second. Last one: Ravens home for the Bengals, who really played pretty well yesterday. I had that game on because that was one of my <laughs> super contest picks. That was one of my best bets, too. Yeah, it's tough betting the Bengals, but they pulled it out. I'm 47, 30, and 3 in the Super Contest. Wow. If I if I can get to 
51. I think I need to go four and one this week. I can get into the money. The top 50 get the money. I think I need to go four and one. So if you went 51, 31 and something, that that's what you need to get. That seems so hard to get in the money. 51, God. 31 and three, I think gets that, me in the money. 63%? Right now I'm 61%. I need to go four uh, and one or five and oh this week. Right. Ravens home. Right, well, good luck. I don't know what you're going to do. Ravens home for the Bengals. And from what the Bengals showed us this week, I actually think they're going to play hard in this game. It's a division game. Their skill position guys are playing okay. Like Bernard was good yesterday. AJ Green's still making plays. AJ Green loves playing Baltimore. And uh, I think this is, I think we should flag this one. I have the, I have the Ravens by eight. I went higher. I said nine and a half. It's up to 10. I think that's too high. Don't don't bet the Bengals two weeks in a row. Just don't do it. I think that line's too high. I don't think the they Ravens just, are good enough. They just don't show up two weeks in a row, the Bengals. Ravens over under was eight and a half. They went over. Bengals was eight and a half. They went under. I tried to tell Mallory Rubin for the entire month of August, because she's a Ravens fan, that I thought they were going to make the playoffs, and she just berated and mocked me. Oh, really? Yeah. So, listen, Mallory, I'm sorry. I know more about football than you. <laughs> well, Flacco was... Uh, it's infuriating to watch because it yeah. looks like he's such a pocket passer, but it looks like he's not really caring back there. And uh, and a lot of times it doesn't work out. They've had they've used a ton of running backs too. You know, it's mm-hmm. they, they showed a graphic for Seattle yesterday during the Seattle Dallas game where all the running backs they've used in the last two years, there was like yeah. fifteen guys. Right. I couldn't believe it. They, that has to be the record for most running backs anyone's ever thrown out there. Yeah. And yet their quarterback runs for his life every single play. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him in there. Last one, marquee game. Falcons home for the Panthers. This is really, it's like trying to pick a playoff game. Yep. I so cannot, this would have been the Sunday night game if they were going to do anything with Sunday night game, but they figured this might not mean anything for the Panthers. Right? If the if the, if the Vikings won or something. Uh, right. Or if the or if the Saints lost. So normally I would have done pick them, but I do. I did worry about the possibility of the game meaning nothing for Carolina, so I did Atlanta by three. I said three and a half, and it's shame the devil. Atlanta's favored by four. Ooh. Jesus. I think people are going to be afraid to give points here, but that might be the way to go. Okay. I went on Sportsbook. Now I'm clicking the parlay. Yeah, it's still four. Seattle, you mean money line though, right? They the might not have money line. So, so Seattle's yeah. minus three seventy. Carolina's oh. plus one seventy. So if you think Seattle is making the playoffs and not Atlanta, it is plus two forty three. Two forty three. Okay. That is the I think Seattle is in the playoffs parlay. I like that. I don't I like know if that. I like Why that. not? I I, Although, I can I don't actually. Know. I could actually see both teams losing. What happens if both teams lose? Do neither of them make it? No, Atlanta makes it. <laughs> I'm calling this now. The Saturday night game, the playoff game, will be Panthers-Saints. In the dome. Yeah. Calling it now. That's the Saturday night game. Jags-Titans, or whatever Jag, whoever the Jags play, that's the early game Saturday. Two weeks from now. All right. Uh, there you go. Atlanta had, I say Falcons were nine and a half over under. They could still go over. <clears throat> Panthers were nine. They went way over. 
We're going to do Parent Corner, but first I want to talk about my bookie. The playoffs are almost here. Uh, you're probably worn out from parties, gifts, spending from the holidays. Recharge your batteries with lots of football, basketball, hockey games you could score big on every day. Go to mybookie.ag. They've been in the business for years. Their reputation rock solid. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. They have in-game live betting, which Sal and I still refuse to do together for some reason. It's kind of the last <laughs> frontier for us. The most rewarding player perks in the business, an all-new mobile site that makes wagering in the go breeze. Lay down some cash. Try to win big today. Join now. MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Just visit MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code Bill Simmons to activate the offer. You play. You win. You get paid. Well, I think the one time we did inline betting this year was, uh, it was actually basically a halftime bet. Who did we have? Uh the Warriors over the Thunder, right? Weren't they down like 10 or 12 yeah, we or lost. something? We lost yeah. someone. That, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so, Parent Corner, what a, what a week to do Parent Corner. We just had Christmas. We just had Christmas vacation. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't vacation. see my kids all week, so I don't know what I'm going to say. I'll let you go first. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, <clears throat> so my nine-year-old, he's, you know, I love him to death, but he's kind of a simpleton. Still, still believes in uh, Santa. Maybe if you're listening with your kids right now, turn this off, but... Uh, so when he goes to the mall and sits on Santa's lap and asks for a SpongeBob camper van and Santa says, all right, you'll get a SpongeBob camper van. And then the nine-year-old's mother orders it online and doesn't realize she ordered it from France and it's not going to get here until like the second week in January. You know, we have, a, we all of a sudden have a problem. The kid asks Santa for something. He's not going to get it. So, um, I mean, she's getting all her, she has a French friend, trying to translate this request. So we're getting it in January. So this kid's not getting it. So now we have to figure something out. So now it's uh, Christmas Eve and she wants to write a letter from Santa explaining what happened. And like the elves got busy and all this stuff. And, and she's like, got a piece of paper and she's like lighting it up, lighting the edges up over the sink. She's charring it. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I want to make it like it's from Santa. I was like, well, what are you going to say in this thing? And she's like, I'm just going to say that, you know, elves got packed up and, you were a good boy and all this stuff. I was like, oh, that, that's ridiculous. So just, just, just tell him he's not getting it and he'll get it in January. That's it. <clears throat> you know, he wasn't great that the last week leading up. You know, <clears throat> do you find like the kids don't get along? They fight more the week leading up to Christmas, even yeah. though the threats are, are, are more real. No question. So that, that's the, that was the case here. I was like, just like, no way. We're not doing that. I was like, let me write the letter. So now it's like midnight, uh, Christmas Eve, and all the presents are on their trees, and the kid's not getting anything. He's not getting this camper. He's got other gifts. I can't write this letter. I find something online. If you pay $3.50 through PayPal, they will write you this letter. I like, I kind of like, I personalize it and everything. I have his name in there. You're a good boy. You've done great work, but the elves, uh, what is it? Sometimes Santa doesn't bring you the special present that you want, but he'll, he will, he surprised you this year with something else. And thanks for leaving candy canes. Like I had all this personalized stuff. Uh, I go to pay for it. I'm, I'm up to like two thirty in the morning because they haven't sent it. I, it should be something you could download immediately. They didn't, they didn't send it. So now I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not going to get this letter. Finally, it comes in. I print it out. I put it outside his stocking. Um, he reads it, and he says, he looks at us, and he says, oh, what happened? Target ran out of these? No. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Just like that. All this shit. It's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. 
It just isn't. So there you go. Look for the SpongeBob camper van to come sometime in February. Incredible. Mm. Wow. Um, this was, yeah, this really is a parent corner. You shouldn't listen to it if your kids still believe in Santa. Yeah. This was our first Christmas where our kids didn't believe in Elf in the Shelf or Santa. Nice. Where they knew. So that was great. That didn't stop my wife from waiting until the kids went to bed and then putting down more gifts that weren't under the tree yet. Right. And unfortunately, oh. unfortunately for us, my daughter, who I, I still feel like 10% might believe in Santa and was hoping it was true, mm-hmm. was like waiting her out on Christmas Eve and was just up. And it was 11 o'clock and my wife's waiting for her to fall asleep. 11.30, my daughter comes in again. Hey, I just wanted to ask you. So she's clearly just waiting. And now it's like 12.15 and I'm tired because we went out to dinner. So I fell asleep. And uh, and now it's just a staring contest between them. And right. <laughs> finally at 12.30, my daughter falls asleep and my wife goes down and arranges the things. And yep. then is back up at like 1.15. And now she's mad at me that I didn't help her. And... <laughs> And now wake, wakes me up and then we start yelling at each other at 1.50 in the morning. It's like, yeah, Christmas. Woohoo. I'm like, well, if you, if you'd help, maybe you, maybe I wouldn't have woken you up. It was like one of those arguments. Um, but that's not my parent corner story. This is a quickie. I, I was hanging out with my son on Thursday because uh, my wife and my daughter were out and we we're like, boys night, boys night. We're hanging out. And his phone starts beeping and I, I grab it and I look and it's his girlfriend who's sending him heart emojis. Oh no. Just one after another. And then my son looks at me and goes, damn, it feels good to be a G. What? A G? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know where that came from or why he said that. Uh, uh. I was so excited. And, uh, you sure he didn't say Jimmy G? <laughs> he said, maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he said, damn, it feels good to be a G. Because oh, he was getting awesome. heart emojis from his uh, 10-year-old girlfriend. And he's 10 oh, as well. Oh, man. And uh, uh, that's my he's gonna son. Have seven, he's going to be like from Marty. He's going to have 14 kids. I was going to say, would it be weird if I got him a vasectomy before he even <laughs> hits puberty? Is that, that, has anyone ever done that before? That should be your new guy's night out. Your next guy's night out. That's funny. Maybe maybe have prenups for everyone he starts dating from now on. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Thing- I don't know the, the laws of a, a G getting a vasectomy before uh, 10 years old. <laughs> He's a G. <laughs> Damn, it feels good to be a G. My son, uh, you have nothing to plug this week. You have no Jimmy Kimmel Live this week, correct? No, but we do have against the odds the best. Of the Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame submissions, you know, the Degenerate Trifecta and I, uh, every week or every other week, we take yeah. a, an email of someone with a, a hard luck case or just a crazy gambling story, and we yeah. decide if they're eligible for the Degenerate Gambler's Hall of Fame in Pahrump, Nevada. We're, we're building it up. It's, it's really looking good. It's coming close to being done. And, uh, yeah, so we have, I think, like uh, Tate Frazier at uh, looked into it. We have like eight or ten submissions, and it's good. It's entertaining. Excellent. I look forward to that. Uh, My podcast, I have two more coming this week after this one. Paul Thomas Anderson, one of my favorite ones that I've done, uh, not just this year, but maybe ever. My uh, The guy who directed Boogie Nights and is the best director Mm -hmm. of the past 20 years. He's coming on. We're putting that one up. And also, we're going to do 
uh, a shorter one. Francesa, who's just cannot play on the road apparently with his picks, went o two and one or o three and one. He's going to do Friday. We might talk. We might have a couple other people on that one too that we'll put up Friday morning. And I'm also on the Ringer NBA show with Kevin O'Connor. So check out for those. Uh, thanks to SeatGeek. $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NBA tickets. Use promo code BSNBA. I forgot to mention One Shining Podcast, the second part of the uh, college. But what, just for the record, what school do you think, uh, what school should have been better at college basketball and you, you're perplexed that they're not better? It's funny you said that. Uh, did, did Tate bring up North Car- University of North Carolina? Because oh! they should maybe be better. <laughs> oh! I should have held on to that. Oh. Was this before or after they lost to Wofford? Wow. Thank God That's he's not team. here. Thank God. <laughs> Thanks to State Farm. Get an agent that gets you as well as Chris Paul and James Harden to get each other. That's the focus of the Ringer's first NBA relationship goals video on the ringer.com and all of our social media outlets. Go to statefarm.com to get an agent. That gets you. Sal, when we do this again, we'll be in person on, uh, I think, Tuesday, right? We're doing January it Tuesday 2nd. again. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to break down the big four. And also some terrible parlay that we probably lost in week 17 that I can't wait to Absolutely. Use It'll be great. It's good to be a G. Cuz, great 2017. A pleasure, as always. Talk to you in 2018. You too, pal. Good job by you. Good job by you. <laughs>